lot of progress, an accelerated pace that reflects th uh, three existing years of work. So more volume, uh, more situational work, more football, earlier uh, relative health for where we are, and I would say a lot of progress. Uh, the team is handling the workload and the situational uh, um, uh, type of football we're playing at a pretty high level for practice six. So again, we're playing more football, more contextual football, more football under pressure situations earlier than what we have been able to do, but it reflects um, program expectations and, and time together. Bronco, do you feel like you're any closer to identifying that primary ball carrier? I, I, wished, I wish I could say yes. Uh, first scrimmage uh, didn't clarify. It just uh, continued to say by committee is where we currently are. I would prefer it not to be that, but that's still where we are. Bronco, you said in Charlotte that in preparation for Pitt that you felt like uh, a big emphasis uh, in training camp would have to be matching Pitt's physical and aggressive mm -hmm. nature. Uh, have, have you gained any progress in that area? It, it's certainly been our intent uh, where we, our first day in shells, our first day in full pads, what we did, how we did it, and the situations we framed were again at an accelerated rate, knowing our first opponent is an ACC opponent and it's on the road, regardless of whether it was Pitt or not. Uh, we certainly know when we have to be ready uh, and who we're playing and in what setting. So I think the preparation is on track to this point. Too early to say yet um, where exactly we are or where we'll be, but I like the number of days we've had and how we've done it. You mentioned three existing years of work. Uh, when you read through the files of players, you see line, one of 17 true freshmen to play, one of nine true freshmen to play. There's good and bad to that, so yeah. I guess the good part is you're moving faster this year. We are moving faster. Uh, our intent and our model is still every year to bring people and players that are better than or greater than, not equal to what we currently have. Um, and there already are players emerging uh, through our special teams and through offense defense that are certainly going to play as first years. I don't see it necessarily as a bad thing, even in year four, where there's first years playing. Um, and if that is mixed with um, experience, I think that reflects a healthy football program. The numbers of first years that play, I think, will be decreasing, but there's still we, I think there'll still be a healthy number that still might be surprising to folks in our fourth year. This is a very good recruiting class from what I've seen. I don't see any players that I would say athletically, oh, we missed on. Um, it's probably the strongest class athletically from top to bottom in my time here. Um, and again, it's a short window to evaluate, but I, I like what I see um, to this point. Bronco on first years, what have you seen from Juwan Briggs through the first six practices? Yeah, Juwan Briggs, uh, as of um, today, through six practices, is running with our ones. Um, he's done a really nice job. Not only is he a very good player, he's a great fit at UVA, strong uh, academically. The number of instruments he plays, uh, the thespianism, if that's even a word, the, the <laughs> thespian that he is. He just has other interests, but man, he's passionate about football and he does it at a really high level. And and there's no um, stardom to him or the star rankings. He never even acknowledged it at the beginning. So he's come in and measured up to what we had hoped and through six practices has emerged and is running with our ones as of today. That doesn't mean that'll hold, but as of today. The competition to, to replace Jordan Ellis as the guy 
who gets to pick first, the first jersey number. Have you given much thought to that competition and how that's going? You know, uh, um, I don't choose, so I haven't. Um, the task or our task unit leaders, which is the team leadership, they're the ones that are with the team every day in the locker room. They're with them in class. They're with them in their apartments. They see a lot more than I see. My lenses are, are relatively restricted as the head coach, um, but I know, man, in past years, it's been two or three hour deliberations by our uh, team leaders trying to sort out what order and who. Um, when you consider not only the running back position by production, but by work ethic and leadership and maturity, that's, that might be the bigger role to replace. And so it'll be interesting to see who it is. And, um, but I think there's some good candidates. The whole jersey number, has that been as effective as you kind of envisioned it when you first got here? Well, um, I think it's been more effective and more effective in the context of building a program and restoring a program with a timetable as fast as possible. So I think that's been a direct contributor to our accelerated growth and I would say fast returns. In a, in a short time frame. I think it's built our culture of earn not given. I'd never done it before, nor had I put much thought into it other than what I would say promptings and thoughts that come for leaders when they're trying to help young people and, and that our players have embraced it, which they haven't claimed it uh, at the level they have. They, it matters to them. Um, even if they have the same number, it matters to them to be acknowledged by their peers again um, and endorsed by their peers um, to be on our team at that level. And I didn't expect that, which, but it's really fun. It's one of my favorite nights of the year. Bronco, with college football embarking on its 150th mm -hmm. anniversary celebration, as a, as a steward of the game, as someone who's active in the Coaches Association, where would you assess where college football is? Are, are you encouraged? Are there things mm -hmm. that discourage you? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I stay involved in the AFCA and accepted a trustee membership or trustee appointment because I do care about young people. I think football gives us amazing leverage to influence young people. And I think the game of college football as well as college sport, I think uh, when intentionally used to build people, I think is an amazing, amazing platform. And I, I love that. That's my motive to coach is the development of young people. In terms of where it is, if you were to say um, fiscally and financially, it would be at an all-time high. If you were to say uh, attention to um, and people interested, not only in the game, but it seems like every small detail of anyone's life on a daily basis, that's the interest seems to be at an all-time high. Uh, what I sense is a movement from amateur sport, a movement from really principle-based development and leadership and a focus on simply uh, the financial part, the entertainment part, the fiscal part, and the stardom part. And that isn't, to me, real life. It is for a small percentage of the population um, that are in um, the entertainment world. It seems like college football is now placed in the entertainment world. And so unless college coaches, which um, uh, I, I love my colleagues, but unless we have kind of a collective effort to intentionally develop the other part, it'll keep moving really fast toward professionalism and entertainment only with the finances being number one. Do you understand that with the amounts of money that people and sure. athletes read about, that that becomes such a big part of the conversation and perhaps athlete compensation? I, I, I recognize 
the argument, and I certainly see with salaries that any of us, myself included, are making as a head coach, I'm not sure it's different than anyone in the comm school that's then looking and saying, man, it's someday I'm going to be with this firm or with this company and making one of those salaries as a CEO. And I don't know many college students that are receiving that in anything that they're doing. And so I think it's preliminary. I think it's, um, I simply think there's a developmental stage where you invest hard, hard, hard work and effort and sweat equity into your education actually gives you more uh, return, but places a higher premium on the knowledge you gain. As soon as the money's added, to me, the educational part is diminished and is harder to then embrace and uh, be captivated by. Um, the materialistic part, no question, is powerful and is uh, fast in terms of the, um, the reward and the gratification. I'm not sure that it has any, it, I, I'm not sure it has nearly the staying power of a strong education on a principle-based um, young person who knows everything will come difficult to them, but it is possible over time to reach the levels of maybe CEOs or the highest in their profession. Too much too early, I think, uh, as we've seen with many, can damage someone's development. If you'll indulge me one more, how did, how did your playing experience back at, at Utah form the, the men you were around, the teammates you were around, how did that form the Bronco Mendenhall we see today? You know, I'm not sure that uh, where I played, um, no, I'll take that back. Where I played certainly had an influence because I wasn't a very good player in high school. E even though, yeah, I was um, all state or a starter or a captain, I wasn't, I had no scholarship offers for football out of high school at the college level. I had a junior college um, scholarship offer. I was basically a walk-on mentality person, but I was raised that way from my dad anyway. And I, I was taught those principles that, yeah, to be worthy of your hire and everything that you get, you work hard for. And so I think what you're hearing from me philosophically reflects a, a late bloomer that had to work very diligently for anything I received, even to play and to have a role on the field. and. I think it was formative and who I'm becoming, not saying I'm better than, just, um, yeah, I think there's some principles that were ingrained that I think are really valuable to anyone at large. And so I, I do align with that philosophy in helping our players. Um, uh, I love the walk-on mentality um, and how appreciative and opposed to the entitlement-driven uh, kind of nature of our business to the contribution-based orientation. I love that part. And so I try to keep our guys in that place as long as possible. Bronto, <clears throat> new standard was the rallying cry for oh. the players last season. A lot of them are talking about the standard yeah. this year. Is that a philosophical shift? Uh, the, the simple story is uh, Joe Reed and Bryce Hall came to me maybe five weeks ago. It was summer, and they just saw me and said, Coach, we have something we'd like to talk to you about. And they said, we've been together three years. It's not new to us. Um, we know it's the standard. Everyone on our team knows it's the standard. Um, those that follow UVA football closely know the new standard just means higher expectations. We think it's total effort, um, knowing that we expect to be in the postseason every year to compete for the Coastal, to have a great chance to win the ACC and have an amazing program. They know that, so they don't think it's new anymore. So they said, well, how about? And I said, sounds great, because uh, we've been together three years. And so anytime players have put that much thought into it and, and then come to me saying, 
with with the proposal that's that's that well thought out it's just yeah i i get it so it makes sense so i endorse that from a personnel standpoint from a personnel how are you doing from on the injury front the the injury front uh is i would say is um man on par and we're not over and we're not under so i think we're doing a nice job managing that to this point Last year the defense was good, but tackles for loss and sacks were not. Yes. Do you do you think you need more of those? And if so, how do you get it? Yeah, we, we do. We call those havoc plays. And statistically, uh, I'll just share one. Since I've been a head coach, um, and you'll be able to go online or, or go on any analytics thing and see this, our brand of football, I'm talking when I'm the head coach, I think there are only three or four programs that the sack advantage means more to than ours. So if we have more sacks than our opponent, um, that win rate is astronomical for us. It does matter. We know that we're focusing on it, um, and we're doing our best to to leverage what the numbers say. It just hasn't come to fruition at the level we wanted to yet. Even though we were strong in almost every defensive category, to be dominant, that has to be added to what we're already doing. 